Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So this week in the news, there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle over the AccuWeather app um, embedding a location tracking ad network in its live in its app, and it, it did some things that were, I think, pretty clearly, you know, not good, <laughs> pretty clearly not respectful of users' privacy. Um, things like trying to derive the location with a third party ad firm, even if they denied location access and everything else, and and so we, we wanted to talk about not necessarily that specifically, but about the the general topic of. As an app developer, what kind of responsibilities or obligations you have on like a moral level or like a like a social or even like an like an app wide environmental level um, and and the various pressures that can that can affect those decisions or that can make these decisions difficult um, you know and because like the the justification for this particular offense was. Well, we need to know your location for the app to work. It's a weather app, so we need to know your location to tell you the weather where you are. But then once we have your location, are we obligated to only use it for that purpose? You know, if we if we pass that along to advertising SDKs in an advertising-funded app, we can have more targeted ads and make more money per user. Um, and then... There's other problems, like if you use analytics packages, uh, then they have access to all this data. And what are they doing? And what, you know, what are they doing with your data once they have it? What data are they collecting? And it's a complicated topic in the app world, I think, because these days, you know, as we've talked about at length on this show, you really can't rule out any method of monetization, for the most part, if you want to succeed financially in the App Store. Like you have to be open to trying a lot of different things, including many cases ads and and the sale of data in some way. Uh, lots of apps are funded that way, whether we like it or not. Uh, some for some apps, that's that might be the best way to fund them. So it's a tricky topic because it, it we we can't just say like oh everybody should just you know charge a real price and then not be funded by any of these ways because we all know that doesn't work for a lot of things for I'd say probably most apps that doesn't work. Um, but there's also, I feel like, pretty clear responsibilities uh, that we have either, you know, ethically or just you know, to, to make things good and nice and, or or sometimes even by policy from Apple. Uh, there, I feel like we have responsibilities that we need to follow on a few different fronts. Yeah, because I feel so I feel like this is a tricky I, I, this is one of the things that I feel like I struggle with most often in in my development that a lot of the the technical and the design and those sides of the of the challenges that I face are like relatively straightforward, relatively easy to understand and unpack. But these types of questions become much more awkward because and it's, it's especially awkward because many of them slightly hinge on the existence of my ability to do all the other work that designing and building interesting apps is only something that I can really do if the business and financial side of it makes sense as well. And so some of these things get tricky. And like there is certainly and on a lot of these things the, the where the awkward place comes is in the sort of the gray area between, you know, actively doing things to harm your users' privacy um, in an active, intentional, sort of conscious way. Um, it certainly feels like not a good thing. Don't do that. I'm not going there. And on the flip side, it certainly is easier, I, will, I would probably say, to do things and structure things such that 
many of these things are just things you can't think about or worry about. Um, so any, you know, sort of this is the, the the approach in many ways that Apple takes in a lot of their products, where to their detriment in some ways they intentionally don't aggregate or keep certain information um, on their servers. You know, a lot of the this is the, all the inform- all the trickinesses they sometimes have where. All your photos are analyzed for features locally rather than in the cloud, which is good for privacy, but can be problematic in other ways. But if they, by Apple taking that conscious choice to say, I'm not going to allow myself access to this, then I don't have to worry about the appropriate way to treat that. Um, but in the middle is is where it gets complicated because many of my applications make use of ad you know, ad platforms. Like that's how I make a substantial part of my income for my apps is by showing ads. And back in the day when Apple had iAd, I used iAd, um, and I was glad to use it because I had a certain amount of confidence that Apple was doing the right things in terms of user privacy. And in many ways, like that worked out. Like it was great for when it was there, but then Apple took it away. It wasn't viable uh, for Apple to do in the long run. And so if I want to do advertising now, like I'm more in the position of choosing from the lesser of two evils rather than like which one is the good and the bad. And so I just kind of have to make a guess. And like in my case, we've talked about, you know, previous episodes, I use Google ads for uh, my primary monetization whenever I'm doing advertising now, because I figure Google is at least a big company who is, you know, responsible to shareholders, is fairly well um, analyzed and looked at. And so if they're doing things that are super sketchy, I'll probably, it'll come to come to light fairly well, fairly, uh, quickly. And I'll be able to be, you know, t- take steps accordingly. That's ultimately what I went down with. But in all these things, like it's, some of these things are just going to be impossible to avoid. Like the fact that like in this situation where, you know, this uh, platform that was in this weather app was using, I think it was Wi-Fi information. So knowing what the, you know, the various uh, signal strengths of named uh, Wi-Fi hotspots allows them to triangulate your position to some level of accuracy. And this, if, in an amusing way, this is actually goes all the way back to, I think, the first iPhone. This was the only way location services worked, um, was this type of stuff where you can triangulate location based on uh, Wi-Fi hotspots, assuming you're near a Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, and that's great. And like, so you could say, well, maybe Apple should lock this down and not make this available or add an entitlement to apps. So you have to like actively ask, would you like this app to have access to your Wi-Fi information? And like sort of that might help. But at the same time, then I just think, well, anytime I make a web request to an ad network, that web request is coming from an IP address. And that IP address is in the same way somewhat geographically uh, located. I mean, and I know that's not, it's, it's less precise and less uh, fine-grained probably than Wi-Fi, but it's still, you know, probably can give you a uh, location to within a zip code maybe or similar. And like that information is always going to be available. And so it starts to become this kind of like, it's, you're chasing your tail a little bit if you can, if you want, if your goal is to say, I'm, you know, for, I'm never going to do anything that will allow my user's location to be shared with a third party. Like it's probably not going to happen, but I don't know. I struggle a lot with this, this tension of, I want to be respectful and do things that are in that sense. Um, but ultimately 
um, there's you're always going to have to at some point make a choice that says either I'm going to have to just say no to this uh, this opportunity for monetization or um, you know this opportunity that I might have. Um, or I'm just going to have to try and make the best choice I can and just live with that and understand that when you do that, you're taking on the responsibility for that. Like that I understand that when I int- include Google's SDK in my app, if they, if Google does something r- bad, that's, I'm on the hook for that. And it's not like I can be like, oh, Google, you know, you did something bad, but I didn't and be absolved of that. It's like, I'm still responsible for that. But ultimately that's kind of the trade-off that we're going to just have to make, I think. Yeah, because it it's so often not a question of, like, do I want to do the right thing or not? I mean, the, honestly, that should always be a question. But, like, for, so often it, it's hard to make that decision objectively because the financial or market pressures are very strong in the, in the other direction. And, you know, in, in the case of any kind of ad-funded or data-funded app, the more – basically the more creepy that you are or that you allow someone else to be inside your app – uh, the, the more creepy you are, the more money you make, um, and and that's that's a sad state of affairs, and that has a massive negative um, incentive there. But that that is the reality of that kind of business. That the more you can, the more data you can give a smart ad network, the more targeted ads they can serve to that person, both in your app and also then in other apps that, that they are that their network is in. They you know they cross they track people between apps, and. You're right. Like you know, even if you just make a web request to the server, like even if the API inside the app uh, is doing nothing incredibly creepy and not capturing much more data than just sending a web request, yeah, if you have an IP address, you can track people between apps and between sites in the web and everything else, and and you can do creepy stuff, uh, and you can usually uniquely identify somebody if you if you try hard enough, uh, and and so some degree of this is inevitable, but. I feel like this is this is one of the one of the ways in which it's hard for me to fully know the market forces because I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can make these decisions myself, whereas most developers are in a situation where it's not their call how creepy their app is or how creepy their company or their ad network is, um, or they might just be in a bad situation where like you know they tried other things and. Other things didn't work for them, and so the only way they could make a living uh, making apps or making a particular type of app is to to put in creepy stuff, and that's a really sad state of affairs. And I recognize again, it's like some people might consider that in- inevitable or their only choice. I would challenge that in a lot of cases to say, is that really your only choice? Uh, but the reality is, for for some people, they're going to say yes, and that might be the case for them. And so it, it's really hard for for me to like preach this to anyone else to say like you you know you shouldn't do creepy stuff but there are certainly degrees of what you can do like you know like like when i tried ads in my app for the first time last fall about a year ago i did google ads for the same reason you know what you just said basically same reason which was like they were the biggest ad network by far um so i i knew that that they would they would sell the most inventory and that i trusted that Google probably would be less creepy than some of the other players in that business, um, and that if Google did anything bad, we'd hear about it. And I think that was that was mostly correct. But like at the time, though, there were all sorts of, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there still is. But like I had to choose between all sorts of different networks, and there were all these packages that would like roll together multiple networks, aggregate them, and like basically serve each ad to the highest bidder. And so you'd have to integrate like six or seven mobile ad SDKs in your app, run them all, 
and <laughs> and then take bids from all of them at request time and and do some kind of you know meta choice thing and that seemed to be the default choice that most people d- took at the time and i'm sure it still is that way today and the incentive and and the reason why you would do that you know i had the i had the freedom really the authority in for my business to say I'm not willing to cross that line to get maybe, you know, 20% more money or whatever the number would be. But again, a lot of people don't have that freedom to make that choice. And so it is the norm to just throw in as many ad SDKs as you possibly can, have some kind of something aggregate them all and and you know, you're giving away every possible bit of data you possibly can in that process to all these different parties to have them maybe serve you an ad for you to maybe make 20% more on your relatively low ad revenue and that's just really that it's hard for me to reconcile what i want to be true about the marketplace with what people are actually doing and whether whether they have to or not again it's hard for me to say that but it's very it's very hard for me to look at this and say oh yeah well i guess it has to be this way you know like i I, there has to be something else to it you know like like in in my app like i i made the decision recently um one basically this past fall and winter i you know after doing google ads for a little while they weren't going very well we talked about it on the show so i ditched them and i and i i made my own ad network basically where i'm just selling ads for podcasts and that works for my app for a few reasons that you know it probably doesn't work for really any other apps um so that you know obviously this is not a generalized solution to this, to this business problem but one of the things i decided back then was like i'm no longer okay with this like i did it i kind of swallowed the bitter pill because i thought i had to but once I found a better option, I stopped doing it. And I I hope that more people are able to find those better options and are able to give themselves the freedom to say, you know what, I'm willing to decline 15 or 20% of this revenue in order to cut myself from seven ad SDKs down to one that's reasonably trustworthy. Um, and Unfortunately, just a lot of people are just either not able, not able to make that choice or don't care and are willing to just throw away their users' privacy. Yeah, because I think yeah, ultimately, maybe, and it could just be a rationalization. But I think the the important, like in the end, what I found for myself is I you know I, I wrestle with these kinds of things, and I do. I mean, part of what brings me to 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 you know to the Apple platform is and this ecosystem is in general this you know, a, a pervasive culture of respecting the user, um, in many facets, like this is the privacy and that side of thing is certainly a significant part of it, but you know, it's, you respect the user in the way you design your user interface and their time, um, and their attention and those types of things as well. And it's a fairly user centric focus, um, like that, that attracts me to hear, but I understand that some of these things are, yeah, they're, they're, it's a necessary trade-off that I've tried many other forms uh, monetization, if I want to keep doing this, and if I want to keep providing, you know, like, I, 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 my users, I think, don't care about this as much as I do, in general. That's the impression that I get. Um, and, like, in some ways, that's that's a good thing. Like, it's a probably, it's a positive thing for the our relationship, for me to be more worried about this uh, than they are. That they shouldn't have to think about this or care about this, that um, I need to worry about it more. And if I continue to do that, then like that's probably go overall going to bode well. Um, but I think what I found at least is a probably a useful measure for where where someone is on this is I think it's more a question about your posture towards um, things like this. 
um, than necessarily some of the choices that you'll have to make in those gray areas. Um, because in in my case, anyway, it's like my posture is that I want to do the bare minimum that I can um, from just, you know exposing my users' data and privacy uh, while still um, being viable financially, right? It's, I, it's, I'm not trying to maximize the money I can make. I'm trying to be, be viable in, in, in that it's sort of the, like in general with moral or kind of questions like that, whether, whether there's sort of, there's this line that you don't want to cross. Um, it's like this, you know, it's the question of, are you trying to see how close you can get to that line without crossing it? Or are you trying to keep as far away from it as you can? Um, being aware that it's still there. And I think as long as your posture is still one of trying to distance yourself away, that, yeah, like when you're integrating ad ad platforms, rather than integrating six and, um, you know, trying to maximize your money that way, maybe just do one. Maybe minimize your opportunities for doing things uh, or for nefarious things happening. And honestly, in some ways, limiting your exposure to it. Because, like, the impression I got from... Um, this AccuWeather situation is that it, you know, they didn't just, this is, wasn't the only SDK or ad SDK that they had in their app. They just had several. And in many ways, I kind of feel bad for the developer because my guess is um, this is a very good chance. This is not like sort of, they got pinned for something that wasn't really, they weren't necessarily aware of or wasn't a conscious choice that, but if you just sort of max, go for the maximization strategy, include dozens and dozens of SDKs, fill your app with them and then kind of hope for the best and have your goal be to maximize things. And then stuff like this is inevitably going to happen because there's just so many different avenues uh, for prob- for problems. And I will say, and it's, it's certainly something that's relevant for you know this audience in the show is it is something that is a, one of the wonderful uh, benefits of being an independent developer, I think is being able to make that choice in a way that you, yeah, you think you like you were just saying, you sometimes you just wouldn't have the opportunity to make that choice that, you know, if you're, if your organization says we need to maximize doing this, then that's great. Um, and then also, yeah, just keep in mind that like whenever I talk to this type, these types of topics with, uh, like non-developers, I'm always struck by how in general, most people just don't, yeah, they don't mind about it and they don't really think about it or care about it. And I mean, if you think about how many people post uh, pictures to social networks, right, to Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, uh, to places like that, every one of those pictures, ha- almost if it's taken with a phone, will have precise GPS coordinates in it that almost certainly those social networks can use to determine where where you are and how you move around. And most of those social networks are powered by advertising, so they have this data anyway, but at the same time, it's like, we're not, I think most people would say, well, I'm not going to not post pictures to social networks, even though I'm, every time I do that, I'm giving very precise location information to all my social networks. Um, and so it's probably not as big of a deal as we make it out to be, um, in, you know, sort of as, as developers, but I think it's important to have a, a thoughtful, conscious posture towards it. And then just accept that this might just be some of, uh, sort of the realities of where we are. I would also say too, um, it's it's worth you know. I I did say that you know a lot of times you aren't in the position to make this choice, but you are usually in the position to choose the kind of job that you do and the kind of company you work for. 
Yeah. And yeah, you know, certain times the market's harder than others, certain places the market's harder than others. Um, but people often go to the excuse, you know, oh, I, I can't leave this job that ethically does questionable things uh, because I can't get a job anywhere else or it's not so easy to quit your job. And that's true. It isn't so easy to quit your job and go somewhere else. But that is within your control. Uh, and, and a lot of people assume that there's nothing else out there for them when that they actually don't know that. You know, they haven't actually tested that or, or looked or tried to get other jobs. You know, doing doing bad things or things that you consider ethically problematic uh, at your job, you can't just say, well, that was my job to do it. You know, like I, I was just doing my job. Like that's that does not excuse you from that. Uh, and, you know, there are other options out there. There 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 is work out there to be had. Uh, that does not require you to compromise your ethics or, or do creepy things. And, and I highly encourage you, uh, if you're in a bad situation, to look at those options. Seriously consider them. Don't just brush off the idea that, uh, oh, well, the, 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 those jobs aren't around me, or I can't get those jobs, or there aren't enough of those jobs. No, those jobs exist everywhere. Um, anyway, we are sponsored this week by Linode. Linode ha- helps you get your servers up in seconds with fast, powerful web hosting. And Linode plans now start at just $5 a month for a full Linux server with 1 gig of RAM in the Linode cloud. Linode has over 400,000 customers, including David and me, who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team if you need it. You can email, call, or even chat over IRC. If you need help with anything about your servers, Linode is there for you. Their control panel is beautifully designed with a focus on ease and simplicity. It allows you to deploy, boot, resize, and clone your VPSs in just a few clicks. And they have comprehensive guides and support documentation to teach you everything you need to know for setting up and managing virtual servers. So whether you're just getting started with one server or you have a complex system that you're deploying, I mean, I have, I think, 20 servers at Linode. And I and I I was there for years with just one, and I've seen everything in between, and it's it scales up up and down. It's wonderful. I love Linode. I put all my stuff there, and I highly recommend it. Um, so check it out. They have fantastic pricing available. Again, a server with with one gig of RAM is just five bucks a month. You can scale all the way up to sixteen gigs of RAM for just sixty bucks a month. They are offering twice as much RAM that you will get elsewhere for the same price. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at Linode.com/radar, you will support us, and you will get twenty dollars towards any Linode plan. And with a seven day money back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to Linode.com/radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that twenty dollar credit, or use promo code radar2017 at checkout thank you so much to linode for supporting this show so i wanted to kind of bring around a little bit too um in addition to like ad networks and stuff um the larger topic of just what we shove into our apps on someone else's behalf i really think this deserves a lot of scrutiny and you know i'm not saying no one should ever embed third-party code I decided for myself I will no longer embed third-party closed-source code. And I actually use very little third-party code at all anyway, but that's just a, that's just a coding preference. Um, but like, there are features in my app that I could add, like I could add Chromecast audio support. Uh, but, usually, but, but embedding Chromecast requires a closed-source Google SDK to be added to my app, and I'm, I'm no longer okay with that, so I don't offer that feature. Um, and I have to just be okay with not having that feature, even if it hurts me competitively in some ways. Um, but there are also certain things like... I, I decided I didn't want third-party analytics anymore because, you know, analytics companies, even even the big, uh, you know, fancy ones like Fabric and, and Google and stuff like that, like, actually, well, that is now Google, isn't it? <laughs> they, um, that's a lot of data you're sending them. And, and a closed-source package collecting all that data from all these people 
for the purpose of an advertising company to benefit from it and you get these things for free allegedly like that's that's creepy that and that that is not doing anybody any favors really except you're saving some money on analytics um when you're faced with the decision of adding these again i i just encourage you to give them a lot of scrutiny to think do i really need this thing do i really need to embed this or is this am i like giving away the farm to get some minor benefit to me um there's a trade-off there that there's a there's a balance there and i think if if you're going to be putting yourself in the position of giving away lots of your users data to some other company that the users are not expecting or that they might not even know about as they're using your app i feel like you have a responsibility to not only try to avoid that at all costs but also if you do have to do it to really make sure that there's a really good reason for why you have to do that you know things like your app has to do that to survive financially like then you then th- that's a good reason you know if you can make the other things work out or if you if it's not being too creepy but if it's like it'll be a little more convenient for me to embed this one SDK or to use this one service or to use it to get, to get these one these types of analytics, if I give away all of my users' data to this other company to do God knows what with, that's not a good trade off, and and that's the kind of thing that I think a responsible developer needs to avoid. Yeah, and I think even just there's practical reasons too. Like if I look in a lot of my uh, in a lot of my like my crash logs. A lot of the only at this point the only crashes that exist in my apps are from my uh, like are from the ad the ad frameworks that I ha- I have to include in my apps to show ads, and it's like those are just gonna go to those are just like crashes that I'm just gonna have to accept the fact that I can never fix that those are just going to be there and so minimizing those opportunities um, is probably good and similarly there's the size side of this that mm-hmm. every framework you add to your app makes your app bigger and. Um, this can get kind of you know kind of silly if the majority of the size of the download of your application is from third party frameworks. Like that's probably not good, and it's you know it's, I mean both from the um, you know that's wasteful of bandwidth and so on, but it's also probably doing hurting your app in, in other ways as well. Like even if your app can or is still below the cellular download level and so on. I mean the number of times someone will download an app from the app store and never open it. Um, is not insubstantial, and it wouldn't surprise me if the time between hitting download and being able to hit open, mm-hmm. as that increases, I would be not at all surprised if the inc- that, you know the number of the abandonment rate, I guess you would call it, um, increases as well. And so, keeping your app size small has, has benefits for you in other ways. But yeah, it's like you want to be very mindful of any of these things when you're pulling them in. Um, because you are making so many of these trade-offs for stability, for size, for privacy, um, and you just have to, you know, like live with whatever is going in there as a result. Yeah, like ultimately, it, it's your responsibility as the developer. Like this, this all falls on you. Even if you put something in your app that doesn't even creepy that you don't know about, that's still on you. It's your responsibility to know what you're putting in your app. And you know, at, you know, like the the incident we're talking about like with AccuWeather like you know they kind of said at the beginning that like oh they didn't know this was happening it was something like that but like that's still their fault that's still their responsibility and it's absolutely their problem like anything you embed in your app any data you give away you are the one responsible for that you are the one doing that you can't shirk that responsibility uh you can't say oh well uh, I had to embed this thing no that's your users don't care apple won't care lawyers won't care <laughs> like no one will care the reason you embedded that, all they will care about is that you, your app did that. And so you have to use the utmost care 
for just social responsibility as well as your own liability uh, to really minimize the ways in which you are letting other people run code in your app that you might not be able to see or that you might not know about or where there is a clear incentive for them to be creepy and abusive. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I will say that I love. I, I, I'm always very uh, glad when I see Apple adding new system level protections for most of these things <laughs> yep. because it eliminates something that I need to worry about. That like it, it, I mean, it's still kind of remarkable to me that back in the original days of the iPhone OS SDK, apps could scan your address book without the user being aware of it. <laughs> and like it's kind of when they finally, you know, they finally fixed this. But the reality is, previous to that, anytime you included a third party SD- SDK into your app, it was entirely possible they were taking that user's entire contact inf- contact book and uploading it. You'd have no way to know that that was happening. Um, and so, like, I always love it when Apple goes in, like, they, they solve some of the problems in ways that I can't by when they introduce their protections. And, like, I would not be surprised if Apple introduces some kind of, uh, you know, privacy protection around Wi-Fi state and Wi-Fi information as a result of this sort of news article cycle. And if they do, that's awesome. Like, any time that they do those types of things, I love it because it makes my life easier and it's one less thing that i need to worry about um as a result exactly all right thanks for listening everybody i'm gonna talk to you next week bye